Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Clue, DJ Clue, Death Storm, Storm, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock. This shit right here, shit right here. The Rock Army, Dame Dash presents, presents the Dream Team niggas, Team niggas. Word, word. Time What's up, y'all? Yo, this is Dame Dash, the CEO. <laughs> here to welcome y'all to the Dream Team. What y'all niggas thought I was gonna rap? Never. I'm just a little mad at niggas coming at my neck like my teammate the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't got beans. Oh, 
Sparks and Mac Mitten. I'm 95 South, no doubt, Mac Flippin'. I stack chips in, I'm sack sippin'. Louis Vuitton loafers, hack drippin'. I go retrieve a duck, tell her proceed and stuff. I don't just beat my cases, I beat them up. My lawyer eat them up, put bars behind me. I'm glad they didn't stop that car behind me, shit. It had three felons, gun shooters, no. 50 cal, 80 people, stupid joke. Don't be stupid, though. I get still a man. I'm for real, man. Yeah, still a care. Uh, seriously, bitch.
Yo, 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 what it do? This is your boy Chills. Welcome to tonight's episode of Two Sides of the Story Presents The Skybox. Tonight, our main topic is debating with emotional football fans. That's right. We'll get into that later, though. Right now, I would like to have a moment of silence for two former NFL players who passed away within the past weeks. First was former New York Jets running back Joe McKnight. Those who don't remember Joe McKnight, he was a phenomenon out of UFC. The Louisiana native was killed during a dispute while while, uh, driving over the weekend. Rest in peace to him. And the other came as news last night, I believe. Uh, former Hasman award-winning running back, Rashawn Salam, passed away last night. I want to say rest in, te- uh, rest in peace to both of you gentlemen. Now, let's get on with tonight's episode. Let's kick this off with a little NCAA. For those who follow college football, you know that we have our final four for the playoff bracket. Those four uh, four colleges are Alabama, Clemson, Washington, and Ohio State. Also, bowl season is actually coming. The first bowl, I believe, will be the Capital One Bowl. I think it should be the Capital One Bowl. And we are about to go to break.
All right, we're back. Uh, let's see. You'll complete both schedule. December t- December 17th, we have the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl. North Carolina Central versus Grambling. That game is at 12 p.m. on ABC. Next is the Gildan New Mexico Bowl, and that's what's, and that's going to feature New Mexico and U- University of Texas San Antonio. The Las Vegas Bowl presented by Geico, Houston versus San Diego State, Raycom Media Bowl, Appalachian State versus Toledo, Automation Cure Bowl, UFC versus Arkansas State. You got the Carriers Bowl, Carriers New Orleans Bowl versus uh, Southern Miss versus Louisiana Lafayette. December 19th, you have the Miami Beach Bowl, Central Michigan versus Tulsa. December 20th, you have the Boca, the Boca Bowl between Memphis and Western Kentucky. 21st, you have San Diego, the San Diego County Credit Union Bowl. Wow. That's one I never heard of before. BYU versus Wyoming. December 22nd, you have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl featuring Idaho, surprise, surprise, versus Colorado State. December 23rd, you have the Popeye's Bahamas Bowl with Eastern Michigan versus Old Dominion. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Louisiana Tech versus number 25 Navy. The Dollar General Bowl, Ohio versus Troy. December 24th, you have Hawaii Bowl, Hawaii versus Middle Tennessee. December 26th, you have the St. Petersburg Bowl, Miami of Ohio versus Mississippi State. Quick Lane Bowl, Maryland versus Boston College. Kevin World Independence Bowl, NC State versus Vanderbilt. December 27th, you have the Zaxby's Heart of Texas Bowl, Army versus North, North Texas. Military Bowl, Temple versus Wake Forest. National Funding Holiday Bowl, Minnesota versus Washington State. Motel 6 Cactus Bowl, Boise State versus Baylor. December 28th, you have the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, Number 23, Pittsburgh versus Northwestern. Russell Athletic Bowl. Number 16, West Virginia versus Miami of Florida. Foster's Farm Bowl. Indiana versus number 19, Utah. Avocare B100, Texas Bowl. Texas A&M versus Kansas State. December 29th, the Birmingham Birmingham Bowl. Featuring South Florida versus South Carolina, the Belk Bowl versus Arkansas, Arkansas versus number 22 Virginia Tech, the Valor Armada, uh, Alamo Alamo Bowl. I'm sorry, number 12 Oklahoma State versus number 10 Colorado. Next, you have the Franklin American Mortgage. 
Music City Bowl, Nebraska versus number 21, Tennessee. Nova Home Loans, Arizona Bowl, South Alabama versus Air Force. Capital One Orange Bowl, Michigan, number six, Michigan, versus number 11, Florida State. December 31st, Buffalo Wild Wing Citrus Bowl, number 20, LSU versus number 13, Louisville. Tax Slayer Bowl, Georgia Tech versus Kentucky. On January, on January 2nd, you have the Outback Bowl, with number 17, Florida versus Iowa. You have the Cotton Bowl, with number 15, Western Michigan versus number 8, Wisconsin. Then you have the Rose Bowl, which features number 9, USC versus number 5, Penn State. The All-State Sugar Bowl, number 14, Auburn versus number 7, Oklahoma. And those are your list of bowl games. For those who won't have nothing to do, you can check out all those bowl games. Have fun. Enjoy. Now, I believe we're going to move on to the next topic. And let's go ahead and get into the MBA. Something I want to bring up, though. How does one player score 60 points in 29 minutes? I mean, I'm I'm asking for a friend right now. How does Clay Thompson go off for 60 points in 29 minutes? How is that possible? I mean, I'm not going to shit on the Pacers. Well, I think I am a little bit, but I'm not going to sh- completely shit on the Pacers. But come on now. 60 points in 20 nine minutes. But we also had another great performance from uh, from last night. John Wall of the Washington Wizards broke a career high. I believe he put up 50 plus? 57? 53, 57? It was one, one of the two, but John Wall went lights out. I mean, 52 points and his team still doesn't get a W. Honestly, right now, I feel bad for John Wall. I mean, I do, but I don't. I don't because he tried to justify being a Cowboys fan with people rooting for Steph Curry and LeBron. I mean, eh, same difference, buddy. But I feel bad because he really doesn't have that supporting cast that he should have at this point in of his NBA career. I mean, he really doesn't. I mean, the only thing that helps the Wizards is the fact that they're in the Eastern Conference. And they still have a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, the Eastern Conference is wide open except for, what, Cleveland and maybe Toronto. But the rest of the conference is wide open, so they should be able to make the playoffs still. But at the same time, I mean, the Wizards really need something. I mean, I'm not going to knock Scott Brooks 
too hard, considering the fact that, one, this is his first season as their head coach. But, I mean, you signed Bradley Bill to this max deal. He's making all-star money, but he needs to go to he needs to go to that next level. They have talent like Morris. They need to make something out of Otto Porter. Retired. I mean, the Wizards have talent. They're missing a piece. I'm not gonna lie. They are missing a piece. Maybe a stronger bench too, but they need they do need another piece. But they do have enough where they can win right now. Maybe not a championship, but at least something to build off of from where they was at a couple of seasons ago. They have a lot of time, though. I mean, the season's only a month in. They have plenty of time to make it to make a turnaround. But let's actually talk about some of these games that's going on right now, though. Okay, where we at tonight's games? I was actually, before the show started, I was in the middle of the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers versus the New York Knicks game. I'm not sure what that game is right now. Okay, it's two minutes and 31 seconds left of the fourth quarter. Cleveland is up by 15. Yeah. I think the Cavs got that one. I mean, even though in basketball, 231 is a lot of time. A lot of points could be scored in that moment, but eh, I don't know, bruh. I don't know. But you had one game that just ended between the Portland Trailblazers and the Milwaukee Bucks. The final score of that game was Milwaukee 115 to Portland 107. You have another game that's in the fourth quarter with 10, 10 minutes and 29 seconds left between the Dallas Mavericks and the Sacramento Kings. The Kings uh, are on top, 89 to 68. You have another game, which is in halftime, between the Indiana Pacers and the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix is leading the game 53 to 49 in halftime. The Hornets knock off the Detroit Pistons, 87-77. The Boston Celtics beat the Orlando Magic, 117-87. to The Brooklyn Nets defeated the Denver Nuggets, 116-111. to The Atlanta Hawks knock off the Miami Heat, 103-95. to And, God, damn. The Los Angeles Lakers fell to the Houston Rockets 134-95. God. Wow. I mean, James Harden only dropped 25, so, like, what happened? Did their bench come alive? Did the whole team come alive? You know what? I think I'm going to bring somebody on that can actually give their opinion right now. Seven eight eight nine. Welcome to the Skybox. Good evening, Chills. How are you, honey? Uh, I'm some I'm somewhat relaxed. You know. As you can hear, <clears throat> I'm still I kind of reverted back to 
you know, my voice being jacked up, but yeah. I was just reading my ESPN ticker and I'm like, how, Sway? How? Well, let's let's look just at the uh how. Let's look at the uh breakdown of each quarter. First quarter, the Rockets scored. Wait, which game points. are we looking at? Wait, which game are we looking at? The Lakers, Lakers and the Rockets. Game, right? First quarter, Houston put up 43. Second quarter, 24. Third quarter, 39. Fourth quarter, 28. I mean, that's just wow. They got obliterated. I mean, not even respectable. That was just straight up disrespectful. Like some February Chicago win type of disrespectful. Negative zero oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. type of shit. Northern VA win disrespectful win. Okay. Now <laughs> that is our new sound to that is our new sound from every time we go from where we're about to switch topics. Now we're going to go to the NHL. Let's look at let's look at some quick scores real quick. Okay, you have the Bruins and Capitals who are tied at three in a third intermission. You have the Senators and Sharks who are set to play at 10:30. The Wild and Maple Leafs. Well, the Wild defeated the Maple Leafs three to two. And you have another 10:30 game featuring the Hurricanes and the Ducks. Quack quack. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't think we forgot about that whole Mighty Duck thing, you know. Right. The movie the came scene. out. The movie came out. The movie came out, then they got the team. That's right. The movie was out before the team. It really was. And believe it or not, the team was based Empire off the Star. Empire Star, Jesse Smollett, was a part of the cast. Was in the Mighty Ducks. I know he was. Yes, he was. I'm just I'm I'm thinking you was hip. Oh yeah. I grew up on the Mighty Duck movies. Man, uh, no. I just want to go watch Well, well, well. <clears throat> okay, now we're down with hockey. That was quick. That was quicker than um, Goldberg laying out Brock. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You ain't sure for that. You ain't sure for that. You ain't sure for that. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. I got my ticket ready for the petty train. I see. All aboard. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. For those who know those who follow the WWE, you know that this coming Sunday is roadblock. 
Yes, 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 yes. We have another pay-per-view for the Raw brand. One of those matches is Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Universal Heavyweight title, whatever they named that that red thing. But now they're trying to force a Roman versus Kevin Owens feud. Uh, Honestly, uh, uh, I'm not really looking forward to this feud. But right now, I think this is what they're going to go with. Another match that is set for the pay-per-view is Seth Rollins will be taking on Chris Jericho. Another match added to the card is for the women's title. Former former champion Charlotte will go one-on-one against the current champion Sasha Banks in a Iron Man match. Well, in their case, a Iron Woman match. For those who don't know what an Iron Man match is, it's pretty much <clears throat> depending on the the stipulation is whoever can get the most pinfalls before the before the time limit. Like most cases, you'll have a sixty minute Ironman match. So whoever gets the most pinfalls and submissions in that time frame is the winner of that match. This should be interesting considering the fact that this will be the first ever Ironman match in the women's in the women's division. Honestly, I like what they're doing with this women's evolution. I mean, they're getting them more involved, more into matches that they never really been in before. They're they're trying to, they're really trying to set the bar for this. I mean, they're not holding holding them back to simple bra and panty matches or pillow fight matches or whatever that other stuff they had from the previous wrestling eras. They're actually having, they're actually really trying to push women's wrestling, and it's a good thing. The only thing I do not like that they're doing with this division, prefer, uh, honestly, more more so the title, is that they're passing it back and forth from Charlotte to Sasha Banks. Charlotte, Sasha Banks. Charlotte, Sasha Banks. It's like they're playing hot potato between those two. Understand that you want to continue that feud that's been building up. At the same time, like, it's like every time I blink, the other one has the belt. Sasha beats Charlotte on Raw. Not even two months later, Sasha gets hurt. Charlotte is the champ on a pay-per-view. Sasha again beats Charlotte on Raw. About eh, two months later, Charlotte beats Sasha on a pay-per-view. Now Sasha beats Charlotte again on Raw. So my question is, will Charlotte win at Roadblock? Honestly, to change this up a little bit, I would hope that Sasha Banks will walk out with the title. Just to switch it up. Just to make it less predictable. 
honestly, this whole hot potato thing is starting to remind me of the Attitude Era, where every time you looked up, you had a new world champion. I mean, honestly, it's not a good look. It kind of hurts the division just a little bit. I've been noticing that a lot now that I watch wrestling now. When I watch it with my significant other, I actually do see that hot potato theory that you are throwing around. And I actually, I saw it, I kind of noticed that when I was watching it. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, wait, I take that back. I take that back. Roblox is not, it's not this weekend. It's it's the following weekend. It's on the 18th. Well, then, my bad. (laughs) You're just going to have to call and make a claim at that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else I want to talk about on wrestling? Not really, because I didn't see SmackDown, so I can't really... I really cannot go too in-depth with it. But I didn't even see TLC. I mean, the two matches I really cared Three matches I really cared about the most from TLC was the tag team tag team titles, which featured the Wyatts versus Rhino and Slater. I knew the Wyatts was going to win that match. I mean, just because it was great to finally see Bray Wyatt with the title. It's about time. Another match that I really cared for was the. SmackDown Women's title, title match between Alexa Bliss and between Alexa Bliss damn, oh my god, and the Irish last kicker Becky Lynch Alexa Bliss won the title <laughs> live not a lot of people didn't think she was going to win it so early, but Honestly, I thought at this point they're pushing her right. She's really getting into this whole Harley Quinn gimmick. And right now she seems to be ready for that trans- transition of being the champion. So congrats to Alexa. Let's see what this rain is going to bring. Sorry, I can't find the answer to the question I have. Yeah. Um but what else man? Oh, in a world title match between Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles. AJ still holds the belt, so that's all that matters. Now let's move on to football. Alright. Time to talk week thirteen. 
Week 13, we saw the Cowboys win another game as they defeated the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday Night Football. That was a very close game. It went either way, but the Cowboys prevailed. Game. I watched that game on Thursday. It almost gave me a stroke due to high blood pressure. I mean, did y'all think y'all was going to blow them out? No, because our our D is so. bad. Don't go there, sir. Don't go there, sir. Well, technically, they're all some pass. That's the only. Um, I'm sorry. Can you let me talk on my show, please? Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings offense is also some ass. So when you have an ass defense and an ass offense, you get this type of game. I mean, I'm not going to say the game was ass because, I mean, it was a good game. but It know, really was. You, you had two incomplete teams. Only difference is one is 11-1 and one, and the other is 6-6 six and six fighting for a playoff spot. But let's move on to Sunday's game. So you have Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Atlanta Falcons 29-28. to 28. That game went down to the wire. It really was. As, let's see. Eric, look, it came down to a pick six on a two-point conversion. So I can't call it a pick six. It was a pick two. I was about to say. Didn't look like it didn't seem like a pick six. Yeah, he had two. He had two picks. He returned one for. He, he returned a pick six and he returned it on a two-point conversion. Let's see. Lions knock off the Saints twenty-eight to thirteen. Patriots beat the Rams 26-10. The Broncos defeated the Jaguars 20-10. The Packers Packers defeated the Texans 21-13. Bengals beat the living fuck out of the Philadelphia Eagles 32-14. The Ravens ended Miami the Miami Dolphins seven game win streak with a final score of thirty eight to six. The Bears defeated the terrible, terrible San Francisco forty ers Colin Kaepernick got pulled after going one for five against the Chicago Bears defense. Lane Gabbitt did no better. So at this point, God Buried, somebody buried the 49ers. Let's see. The Raiders beat the Bills 38-24. The, Giants beat, uh, the Steelers beat the Giants 24-14. The Arizona Cardinals defeated the Washington Redskins. Bum-ass. Uh, I, couldn't believe that sh- I couldn't believe that shit. I actually wanted y'all to win, actually. We needed that. We need every win now. That was a game. That was a game yeah. we lost. Not at all. That was like down, y'all go, and y'all need That's to know. Let's leave off. We need a defense. Bengals. <sighs> well, oh no, sure. the Buccaneers. 
The Buccaneers defeated the Chargers 28-21. And for your another late game, the Seattle Seahawks defeated – well, I can't even say defeated. <laughs> this wasn't a defeat. This was a straight slaughter. The Seattle Seahawks slaughtered the Carolina Panthers 40-7. to Your Monday night game. The Indianapolis Colts slaughtered. Well, damn, I can't even say slaughtered. They embarrassed the New York Jets at home 41 to 10. And those are your games from week 13. Now, let's move on to week. Let's move on. Those are your games from week 13. Let's move on to week 14. Okay. Your thir- your Thursday night game features the Raiders, the uh, uh, Oakland Raiders, and the Kansas City Chiefs. This game has a lot on the line because this game is pretty much for the AFC West division. You have the Raiders who are up by one game over the Chiefs. Excuse me. Raiders are ten and two, and the Chiefs are nine and three. Whoever takes this game more than likely will take this division. I just see the Raiders taking this one. I see the Raiders taking this we'll one. See. They have been dominating, and so um, have the Chiefs. Absolutely, and I, I have a feeling this will be a very close game. Send four at the end. Oh, I believe oh, I that. I mean, honestly, it, it will be. All right, the mm-hmm. next game, the uh, the first, okay, let's go to the Sunday games. The Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Buffalo Bills. The Denver Broncos versus the Tennessee Titans. The Washington Redskins versus the Philadelphia Eagles. <clears throat> Arizona Cardinals versus the Miami Dolphins. San Diego Chargers versus the Carolina Panthers. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to stop at this game because I think this is a game that Cleveland will find will win. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. But I think this is a game that Cleveland will finally win. But everything that they love, this is the game that they win. If they do not win this game, goodbye to any hope of winning this season. I mean, I, I mean that with a passion. Oh, my God. If they don't win this game, they can kiss any hopes of getting at least one win. Goodbye. Your next game is the Chicago Bears versus the Detroit Lions. For those who don't know or haven't really followed the Detroit Lions, they they are currently leading the NFC North. They are about a game or two away from winning this division. I shouldn't say a game or two. I should say a win or two. Because, I mean, that's how close they are. 
you have the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts. This should be a good matchup because both teams are fighting for that division. Yeah, AFC they South the same is record. The AFC South has three teams with the same record of six and six. The Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans, and the Tennessee Titans. So going down the stretch, these three teams will have to find everything to get it done to clinch this division. Whoever wins this division gets into the playoffs. The other two teams will be at home. Next game is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Don't really care for that game. Now you have the New York Jets versus the San Francisco 49ers. If Colin Kaepernick starts this game, that will be the one game that he wins this season. The 425 game. is the New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is also crucial because Tampa is now, for the moment, the sixth seed in the NFC playoffs. So now that they are there for for now, they still have a few tough games ahead of them. This New New Orleans Saints game will be one of those tough games. Yes, the Saints are five and seven, but this is a division game. The Saints are looking forward to trying to knock Tampa out of the playoffs. This might be a must watch game. That one's gonna be very close. Yes it will. Your other four twenty five game features the Atlanta Falcons versus the Los Angeles Rams. I really don't care for that game. I do, but I don't. But eh. And the last 425 game, the Seahawks versus the Packers. This should be a good game. Yeah. The Packers look, looking like the Packers of old. And the Seahawks, well, shit, they're Seattle. Anyway. Temple of Boom. Your Sunday night game is a NFC East Showdown featuring the top seed in the NFC Cowboys versus the New York Giants. We lost to them our very first game. Yeah, I know. Any other thoughts on this game? All I gotta say is we better pull out all the stops And just pray our defense will hold them back. But this will be a very good game. It won't be a blowout. I mean, it should be. It should be. This should be a very back and forth game. Feeling it's going to go into OT though, probably double. Well, I doubt it'll go into double, considering the fact that there's only going to be one OT. Done. Yeah. I wanted to push um, it a little. I wanted to push it a little. Yeah, they only do double for playoffs, Woody. Um, but honestly, <laughs> okay. this will be a good matchup. You have 
you have a team that's already clinched the playoffs versus a team that is currently holding the fifth seed overall. The Giants get the Giants are the only team to have defeated the Dallas Cowboys this season. And I think the Cowboys are looking for redemption at MetLife Stadium. Which they should be, but this could be one of those back and forth games. And your Monday night game is the Baltimore Ravens versus the New England Patriots. Any thoughts? No? Yeah, okay. And those are your games for week 14. So, to any of my fantasy football, any any of my fantasy football owners out there, uh, at this point, how is your team looking? Right now, I'm in three leagues, and I only I'm only sending one team to the playoffs. I'm not mad at that because I have a chance with that one team to win a championship. Because that one team is the second seed in the whole league, and I have a great chance to win, especially when I have quarterbacks like Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, and Andrew Luck. I am very confident in my squad. I am looking to get that championship. I haven't won a fantasy football league championship in about two to three years. That's the, that's too long. do 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 now, 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 we are getting to the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes of tonight's show. <sighs> our debating to- our topic, debating with emotional football fans. Okay, it's funny that we have we're having this topic because I got the idea from this topic from a debate that I was having on Facebook on Sunday. I mean, it was just a back and forth conversation about this guy saying that Kirk Cousins wasn't going to get his money. I mean, he's saying, well, Kurt don't deserve his money. He doesn't deserve to get paid. Based on what? He said Kurt can't get them the wins. I'm like, well, guy, you do realize that Kurt didn't lose that game. He threw the interception. He fumbled. But the defense also gave up 31 points. I mean, mistakes were made in that game, especially in the red zone. Why, why Kurt ain't doing this, that, and the other. I'm like, yeah, he's only one player. He's not playing defense. He's not playing special teams. He's not running the ball. He's not a receiver. I mean, he's only the quarterback. Will Kirk need to move outside of the pocket? Dude, 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 your biggest argument, this is why I told him, your biggest argument is the fact that you're emotional about this loss. 
I mean, it was it was it got to the point where he was talking through his emotions and not his football knowledge and logic. I mean, he went on from saying that, oh, you must not want to see the skins win to stop being emotional. I'm like, dude, I'm not emotional. I'm just spitting facts. I mean, look at what Kirk Cousins has done in the past season and a half. When was the last time the skins had a quarterback to put up those type of numbers or numbers that were similar? You can't even say RG3 because, I mean, well, kind of sort of, but not really. But, I mean, look what Kurt is doing. I mean, this offense is unstoppable. I mean, yes, play calling is horrible. I will admit that. Defense, oh, my God, it's a joke. But to say that Kurt is not going to use money, oh, that's ridiculous. Kurt Cousins has earned his money. I mean, the Detroit game, yes, they did lose. But that wasn't Kurt Cousins' fault. That right there was Joe Barry putting his team in the prevent defense. But those who know football know that the prevent defense doesn't stop anything. The prevent defense can't stop nothing. They couldn't protect. They they couldn't protect a fucking cookie falling off their plate. They couldn't defend against anything. That's how the prevent works. There's no pressure, and there's really no real coverage. So you give a quarterback any amount of time to beat the prevent, they will beat it every time. But Kirk Cousins has earned his money. My problem with this is fans will get so emotional that you don't get common sense out of debates with them. You get all this high emotion. You get stuff that don't even sound right. You get them in their feelings, them getting butt hurt. I mean, it's terrible, dude. I mean, really? I mean, they go from trying to talk football to trying to insult your intelligence to calling you out of your name to repeating the same, 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 same old thing over and over and over again. I mean, that's what you get. I mean, it is what it is. You got these fans who really don't know football as well. There's a lot of those, too. You You got so many fans who think they know football, but they really don't. So... You're going talking to get nothing their but their emotion because, well, talking out their ass is one of them, but you want to get that emotion too because, I mean, their team isn't performing to the standards that they have for them. But there are a lot of fans who don't know football. So their emotions is all that they have. And they're banking with it. that type of fan? They think they're baking on it, but they just get taxed down to someone who really knows the fuck they're talking about, which I ended up doing Sunday. I mean, if I wanted to be really petty, <laughs> I could have made a whole post of just showing all of Facebook of me just straight beating this guy down. I mean, this wasn't even a respectable debate. It was me pretty much hitting him with facts. I mean, that's one thing about me. I am a Washington Redskins fan, but I am a realist. 
and I know the game of football. I'm not going to put my emotions in my debates, especially when it comes to football. As emotional as I can get, especially when my team loses, I'm going to be a realist. I'm going to look at each game and say, okay, we could have did this better. We could have did that better. Damn. That should have never happened. Too many missed opportunities, penalties, dumb play calls, didn't execute properly. I mean, it's a million and one reasons for a team to lose a game. Inconsistency. Whatever, whatever, whatever. To blame the one player who gives your your team a chance to win due to emotion, that's fucking stupidity. Now, dealing with these type of fans, for those who are listening, you can play this many ways. You can, you could just beat them down in a debate. I mean, that's what I did. That's what I like to do. I'm just going to shoot facts at them. Every time they try to shoot something at you, break it down. If it's the same exact thing, hit them with something new. Hit them with a different fact. If it's something that you know and that you have facts on or something that you can look up, hit them with the facts. Because at the end of the day, that emotion slowly breaks down to the point where it's not even about football no more. It's about them and their feelings. Also, it opens up where they really don't know, or it 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 shows the reason the reasons for them feeling the feeling the way that they do are really non-existent because they don't have anything to back why they feel the way that they do. I mean, do say Kirk Cousins was going to get his money, but I mean, he really couldn't give me reasons why. Besides, Kirk Cousins doesn't move around in a pocket. That was it. Another way is the, I don't have time for this BS. The simple don't respond. Some debates are not even worth debating because, honestly, just having that mindset of you really want to go down to that level to even converse with that person. Uh, I mean, it's some fans that really overly emotional and just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So when you get those type of fans, <laughs> I hate to say it, but don't waste your time on them. I mean, I know it might sound harsh, but I'm being realistic. I mean, some... Some emotional fans you could debate you could debate with mostly for fun or to mostly prove your point, but you got some who are so obnoxious with it, so overly emotional, so ignorant about it that there's no point of doing it because all it's gonna do is frustrate you even though you know what the fuck you're talking about, or it's gonna make you feel like you're belittling yourself by doing so. So those type of fans, don't wish your time on. You know, the ones that really don't know Jackson. The ones who you know you 
you could drop, you want to drop knowledge on, but they're not going to really hear it. They just want to throw a little bit. They're not going to absorb it and take it for what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Then you have the just sit back and and watch type of fans. Well, the approach, I should say. This is where you just sit back and watch the debate. You sit back and just listen or read while the fan is upset. Why the fan is so emotional. The reason for his emotion. Trying to figure out what the fuck is he talking about? Why the fuck is he crying about this player? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, those are the ones you really watch just just for the laugh. You don't say nothing. You just sit back and you just watch it. You don't, you just sit back. Because at the end of the day, those type of people are the ones who want to make you laugh. With a point with where their their debate or their feelings of emotion just gets comical. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I see it a lot on Facebook. It's so many posts. Most of them are troll posts. That's why I say sit back and watch. Because you want to get a lot of people who are on Facebook trying to troll. It's not even just about emotion. It's more so on the trolling basis. Because, I mean, you got some people who just like to troll just to get a reaction. You got some who are just that emotional or that petty or whatever. But beware of troll host. Unless you want to entertain it, then be my guest. But Beware, Charlie. I've got something to say real quick. You know how bad you know how bad my team was last year. We did four and fucking twelve. Fucking awful season. Like I didn't get emotional or anything. We had a lot of injuries. But People want to clown my team whether we win or lose. I'm just like, that's my team. I've been a fan since I was a kid, okay. But you're going to hate us whether you we win or lose. Well, you know, you know why people in this in the, in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area hate the Cowboys, right? Okay. Why is that? Because those because majority of those people who live in this area root for the Redskins, and the Redskins and the Redskins are the cow, uh, and the Cowboys are the most hated rivals. So you're going to get that considering where you're at. Absolutely. <laughs> then you have some. Then you have some locals who actually root for the Cowboys. Sell out some some of the bitches, but hey. Then you also have those who don't root for neither team, but just don't like the Cowboys. That's I mean, my hate, my hate for the Cowboys come from being a long-time Redskins fan. That's I mean, I wasn't born during my the grandfather hated them too. I, I was in, my grandfather hated them, too. May he rest in peace. 
like I was saying, um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't born in a George Allen era, but I was raised on what George Allen really coached. I mean, George Allen hated, hated the Cowboys. And that's how I was raised to hate the Cowboys. I mean, I have friends, associates, and a girl who loves that team with the star. Yeah. But yeah, I learned to live with it. But I still hate the Cowboys. Oh. But honestly, guys. <coughs> 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 Excuse me, I'm sorry. But honestly, <coughs> oh, shit. damn, what a cough of a lump. Uh, but honestly, guys, that's how you deal with debating with emotional pain. You got you to tax them down with with facts until you break them down and just get all of their nonsensical emotions. You could decide not to pretty much debate with them. Because of their over emotion, or you could just sit back and watch them try to troll you. It's up to you. But just know not all fans know what they're talking about, not all fans are actual football fans. They love the game, but they don't have the knowledge to actually have a conversation about football. So when you do come across that type of fan who's going to give you more emotion than knowledge, beware. You can hit them with facts. You can decide, okay, this is too much for me. Whatever I say is just going to be a waste of my breath. Or you cannot fall for the trap of getting trolled. Well, it's been real tonight, y'all. I've had fun. This has been a great. This has been a great discussion. Great episode. I'm sorry that my usual partner in crime, coach, wasn't able to make it tonight. But it's been good, though. I mean, tonight was a good episode. I will see y'all next week with more of the skybox. But nah, real talk though. Uh, tune in tomorrow though. I'm about to bring my girl. I'm about to bring my girl, Lady T, back on so she can tell y'all about tomorrow's episode of Mic Check. Lady so, T, tell them about Mic Check for tomorrow. All right, all right, all right. We will be continuing our legacy series about. The Trailblazers in music. We will be talking about Philadelphia International Records tomorrow night, and we will also be updating you about our contest, Mic Check Idol, through the app, Schmuel. If you have not been in tune, we are doing a contest to see who is our next Mike Check's idol. If you 
Tune in tomorrow night. We will be talking about the the lovely Philadelphia Records who bought the forefront, who brought us the OJs, Harold Melvin and the Blue Note, Patti LaBelle, McFadden and Whitehead, and many more. I'm actually very excited about this episode tomorrow because I grew up on this music. And also, I can't wait to announce the winner of My Check Idol, which is ending December 15th. And the winner will be walking away with an $100 Visa gift card. And the runner, the two runner-ups runner, runner up will be winning a $20 gift card through Visa as well. It will be myself and the bishop tomorrow night. Same channel, same time, 10 p.m. I'm hoping everybody will be listening tomorrow night because okay, okay. I have a rant for the stages tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, okay. Mike, check with a rant. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. But honestly, um, that does sound like an interesting, interesting episode. Um, I'll actually be at work while y'all will be on <coughs> be on air while like getting off. But yeah, that should be an interesting episode. Um, one more thing I meant to add before I get off the air. Huh. Skybox will be conducting a mock our own mock draft. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We will be conducting our own mock draft. We will have we'll have we'll have it posted on our Facebook page. But we also will talk we'll also mention it continuously on the Skybox. It will be on our Skybox page and it'll also be on the show. We'll talk about it on the show. But we have a mock draft through firstpick.com. Honestly, it's a, it's a it's a great app. I'm not gonna lie. I've already done three mock drafts. We're gonna get we're gonna give you more details as soon as we get everything together. I have played with the app though. I've done mock drafts with with the Browns, the Cardinals, and the Redskins. My draft for the Browns was amazing, though. I mean, it actually is. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, the possibility of so many teams willing to trade with you, God, I mean, it's better than doing a draft on Madden. I will say that. (laughs) But those who play that hard on franchise mode, this mock draft app is better than doing the draft on Madden. But more details coming soon on the mock draft, something we're going to have up and running within the next couple of weeks. So continue to continue to listen, continue to look, check on our Facebook page, the Skybox, for further details. But anyway, it's been real, y'all. It's been your boy Chills. Y'all know what it is. Skybox will be back next Wednesday, same time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. 
It's been real, y'all. And I also want to thank Lady T for being on the line with me tonight. Highly appreciate it. I know she's not feeling 100%, but it's cool. She's a soldier. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I appreciate you having me on tonight. Thank you. Oh, no problem, no problem. Well, we we are actually about to go ahead and cut this. See y'all next week, y'all. Holla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Clue, DJ Clue, Death the Storm, Storm, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock. This shit right here, this shit right here. The Rock Army, Dame Dash presents, presents the Dream Team niggas, Dream Team niggas. Word, word. What's up, y'all? Yo, this is Dame Dash, the CEO. <laughs> here to welcome y'all to the Dream Team. What y'all niggas thought I was going to rap? Never. I'm just a little mad at niggas coming at my neck like my teammates the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't got beans. 